steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to end. They are new every morning, always new every morning. I don't, I don't know whether you are blessed. Ah. If you are blessed, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! Can you help me stretch your hands towards him and just pray and bless him in return? Bible says, he that waters shall himself be watered. He has watered us. Just, just release the blessings of God upon his life. I want you to ask that the Lord will continue to show up in his life. The God will show up that it will be indeed a conveyor of the life of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. We love you. Thank you so much, my brother and friend. Um, just understand that anytime you are in Nigeria, you must walk a first Wednesday into your schedule. <laughs> you must walk a first Wednesday of the month into your schedule. Whatever happens, you must be here. Please, um, praise God. That's a song I want to sing, but I don't know whether they know it. Hallelujah. His blood avails for me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Once blind, but now I see. Does anybody know it? Jesus is Lord. Eh? Apart from my wife. Hallelujah. His blood avails for me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Once blind, but now I see. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Once blind, but now I see him. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Everybody now, hallelujah. His blood avails for me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Once blind, but now I see. Hallelujah now. His blood avails for me. I was once lost. But now I'm found. Now I see. Jesus loves me, this I know. 
For the Bible tells me so Little ones to him belong They are weak but he is strong Hallelujah Hey, I was once lost but now I'm found Okay, I want to tell a story Of unseen things above Of Jesus and his glory Of Jesus and his love I said, Jesus loves me, this I know For the Bible tells me so Little ones to him belong They are weak but he is strong Hallelujah for me, I was once lost, but now I'm found. Once blind, but now I see. Now I say, Bless the bitterness that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred hearts is like to that above. Shall we gather at the river where blind angels feel a trod? With his crystal tight forever flowing by the throne of God. Hallelujah. His blood avails. Woo! Hallelujah. Uh, we, 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 the late 70s and early 80s, those are the ones that can understand this one. Praise the Lord. Uh, you are the ones we can understand that one. We are more... You know, I, I'm saying this because of the exposition on who we are in Christ. Hmm. We are more than conquerors. Overcomers in this life. And we've been made victorious. Through the blood of Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Overcomers in this life. We've been made victorious. We've been made victorious. is greater than he that is in the world you don't know that too he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world therefore i will sing and i will rejoice for his spirit dwells in me christ the living one has overcome and we share in his victory of hell and death and sin like crouch beneath his feet Jesus is the name above all names crowned honor and majesty oh he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world he that is in us is greater than he look I give you Monday. Go and learn all the song I've sung. All the song. Go and learn it. Go and go and 
OJ, where are you? Go and learn all that song. If I, go and learn all. I've sang three songs now. Go and learn it. You'll find it on the internet. Go and learn it. Father, thank you. Amen. This few minutes I'm going to be sharing this with your children. I ask that you will bless it for us. Amen. In Jesus' name. Please sit Amen. down. In the next 30 minutes, I want to say a few things, which will be some kind of an extension. Please hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't do that now, please. Let me finish. Um, we're told about having deeper communion with the Lord. Some of the things that have been said, you will hear it being repeated in some of the things I'm going to say. You've just heard gospel according to St. Matthew. So you're hearing another gospel according to St. Mark. Praise the name of Jesus. Develop the faith. You know, when he said, who pushed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into Since the people who were taking them into the fire had been slain by the fire, so who pushed them in? That's, that's deep. Something to really go and think about. He yeah, said it was Jesus. <laughs> because he was going to show his glory anyway. But it's, it's, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Now, I want to quickly share on what I have titled Grace to Flourish in Challenging Times. And I'm not going to take too much of your time. But I just want to draw your attention to something. And then I have a list of seven things that um, we should give attention to in addition to the four that uh, we've been told. And of course, some of the things I'm going to say are already in the four, so there is some kind of overlapping which is allowed. Now, we have a scripture to read, Matthew chapter 1, verse 12. Very quickly, I'm going to be very, very fast, and we're going to conclude this thing shortly. Matthew chapter 1, verse 12. Praise the Lord. If you are here, shout hallelujah. If you are enjoying what is going on, shout a bigger hallelujah. All right. I have, um, I have to be in Lagos in the next two, three hours. So God will have to help me. Abishab Ujo's convention starts today, and I'm privileged to open the floor by sharing the message for today. So I have to get going. But please don't forget, on the 3rd of November, Father's Business Summit will be here again. November 3rd. Don't come alone. Bring another minister of God to come and hear these things that you are hearing. Now, Matthew 1.12 challenging times. And one of the things I picked from what my brother said, which of course is true, is that whatever we call challenging times here now is only an introduction to the real challenge that is coming. So if you have not learned to run with men, how will you be able to run with horses? So it's better you wake up now. All this play, play, Christianity, play, play, ministry, ministry for the belly, it has got to stop. You better wake up now. Things are happening and things are about to happen. This world is going to change very, very soon and it's not going to look like what you used to know. So the earlier you get kingdom-minded, spirit-minded, spirit-driven, word-driven, God-directed, the better for you. If you don't take anything out of this meeting today, 
It is that you should go and walk upon yourself and get yourself ready for the times that are coming. Many years ago, in one of our ministers, it must be 1997 or so, February 97, yeah, I spoke on what I called fortifying yourselves against pressures in ministry. You need to fortify yourself. I mean fortify. What is the other word for fortify? Equip yourself, empower yourself, get yourself ready. Bread and butter era will soon be over. I'm telling you. So get ready. Stop. Tell your neighbor, say, get ready. All right, so Matthew 1 12. Look at your Bible. Bible says, and after they were brought to Babylon, what was Babylon? That was captivity. That, that was a level of affliction, challenging times. But Bible says, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias did what? Begat Salatiel, and Salatiel begat Zorobabel. Now the simple meaning of that is that these people were fruitful even in what? Captivity. And the lesson I pick from that is that challenges were never meant to stop you. If you're a child of God, captivity, challenges, afflictions, problems, name it. They were never meant to what? To stop you. Just as much as it is that no matter the challenge a man faces, a man still remains a man. Challenge as affliction, challenges has never turned a man into a woman. Challenges, afflictions, troubles have never turned a man into a dog. So if you are a child of God, challenges were never meant to change your nature. So, but if you don't learn the things you ought to learn and do the things you ought to do, instead of your situation to change, you will be the one changing. That's the reason why the things we're dealing with, what we've been told, and what we are, you know, uh, are sharing now are things we must give attention to and exercise ourselves in. Not just listening to it. Go back home and go and exercise yourself in the world you've had. I counsel you when we are true. Go back online. You know, this is live. You know, we are, all, we are online. You know, everybody is watching. Go back and go and watch it. Go and listen again. And if you will, approach them at the, at the technical desk. They can give you a soft copy, you know, of, of this message. You put it on your phone. You go and listen again and again. Right in the middle of captivity, they were what? Fruitful. In other words, every excuse you have not to be fruitful because of this problem, that problem, that problem, is not acceptable. Now, right in the middle of captivity, the Bible says of Ezekiel, chapter 1, he said, I was in the midst of the captives and I saw the visions of God. Did you remember? Among the captives, let's look at it very quickly. We will still come back there, but let's quickly look at it. Ezekiel, the first chapter. Now, it says, let me read from verse 3. The word of the Lord came expressly. I mean, look at it now. The guy was where? In captivity. 
But the word of the Lord still came what? And you will say it's because of the problem that you can't hear God. The word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the son of the, the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Cheba. And the hand of the Lord was there upon him, even though he was in captivity. And I looked, and behold, a cloud, a wild wind, whatever, 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 whatever. And it goes on like that. And it goes on like that. The point I'm making is that captivity was never meant to stop you, to stop me from fruitfulness, from being who we were supposed to be. It was in captivity that Daniel became vice president. It was in captivity that Mordecai became great. And he advanced. It was in captivity that Esther became queen. Of course, it was in captivity that Joseph became prime minister. Tell your neighbor, say, captivity is not an excuse. Tell him, say, problem is not an excuse. Tell him, say, challenges are no excuses. Tell him, say, affliction is not a problem. Tell him, say, oppression is not an excuse. I have been ordained to be fruitful. Irrespective of the challenges, I am ordained to produce results. I read something in Acts of Apostles chapter 28, the last two verses. They said, Paul, you know, he was a prisoner in Rome. They said, Paul, the prisoner, dwelt two full years in his own rented house. Did you hear that? Prisoner. Renting what? And he was paying. And he didn't owe money. How can a prisoner have money to pay rent? For two whole years. Receiving whosoever he wanted. Preaching the things of the kingdom. No man disturbing him. And he was a prisoner. So whatever it is that is happening, God says you can ex excel in spite of it. Did you hear what I just said? In those days, I was hearing with somebody, I think it was still yesterday. In those days when I started this work newly, and I would invite friends from Lagos, from Ibadan, from everywhere, they come, ministers' conference, and then they come, and then they start preaching, 1996, 1997, they will look at me and say, what are you doing in this place? The message they were trying to pass across is that, look, if you want to make it, don't stay here. But there is no place where you are for as long as God is there. You can excel. So, but there are a few things you must do so that the grace to be able to move in spite of these hindrances so that that grace can fall upon you. And I will go quickly over them. Number one, allow God to establish you. Now this talks about your foundation. Many have established themselves in ministry. That's why they are having problems. When I read, when I read um, um, 
Matthew 1:12. And they said, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salatiel. I was led to check the meaning of that name, Jeconiah. And I found out that Jeconiah means he whom Jehovah establishes. Why will he not be fruitful? Not even the greatest tsunami. He whom Jehovah establishes will definitely overcome challenging times. Let him establish you. You know, we scheme a lot in ministry. We arrange things. There are so many arranged ministries, arranged programs, arranged this, arranged that, arranged members, arranged prophecy, arranged everything arranged. Why won't we have problems? Why will we be able to face problems and triumph? Matthew 7, 24 to 27 shows us your foundation determines your survival in time of trouble. Who we are in Christ that you are talking about? Some people are actually not even in Christ, but they found themselves on the pulpit. They were not in Christ. They don't have a testimony of salvation. But they found themselves in the, on the pulpit. How will they be able to survive? So you may need to revisit your foundation so that you can make amends wherever you need to. And please be sincere with yourself. Huh? Hallelujah. Number two. If you will survive challenging times, if grace will abound for you, you must abide in your calling. Now, it bears semblance with be who God has called you to be that he was talking to us about. Because grace will only flow in the direction of God's purpose. If God does not have a purpose for you in a particular dimension and you go and put yourself there when challenges come, Jonah was not called to go to Nineveh. So on the way to Nineveh, when challenges came, he couldn't even call on God. <laughs> He couldn't even call on God. So many are suffering needlessly, and I say needlessly, and I mean needlessly. I really mean needlessly just because they are running on another man's track. Get back on your track, okay? Abide in your calling. Because that will give you supernatural strength to handle what others cannot handle. See, this is my understanding. When I'm doing what God has called me to do, I am the most fearless person on earth. I just know. I, I, just, I just know that anything that tries to call me is in trouble. I mean, I just know it. Look, you can mess up with me if you see me in anything. Though. But when I am doing what he has called me to do, you try it, you go for it. Your greatest security in challenging times is in your calling. Praise the name of Jesus. Unfortunately, many don't even know what God has called them to do. God says, I should be a pastor. Okay, I should be a pastor. That's all right. And there I start pastoring. I had a dream that um, I was in one place and then I started preaching and people started coming. So I started church. 
I used to say in those days, the day you had dream and you were killing mosquito, why didn't you go about start killing mosquito and say God has called you to be killing mosquito? After all, is this is the same dream you dreamt that you saw yourself preaching, that you also dreamt you saw yourself killing mosquito. Number three. And he dwelt on this also. Keep your communication line with the Lord open. If you will survive challenging times, your line of communication with the Lord must remain what? Open. Ezekiel did that so that while he was in captivity, he could see the visions of God as the heavens were what? Opened unto him. He could see the visions of God. Look at that verse 1 again of Ezekiel chapter 1. He said, now it came to pass in the 38th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives. I was among them. I was not outside of them. I was among them. The rest of them, their eyes were blind. They couldn't hear anything. But I was among them. And in the midst of them, I connected. Because that channel, I didn't allow it to break. One of the greatest mistakes you can make in life is to allow problems break your channel with God. One way to keep your communication line with God open is to be thankful and keep praising God in the midst of whatever you are passing through. Paul and Silas did that. Acts 16, you know the story. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang Praises unto God. And the prisoners did what? They had them. And then there was a visitation. The challenges was taken care of. Because they were praiseful and thankful in spite of what they were going through. He said in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10, he said they were rejoicing in tribulation. Look, you don't win against the devil by crying. Because in any case, that's what he wants. He wants you to cry. So the moment he sees you crying, he says, very good, my, 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 my charm is working. And when your charm is working, what do you do? You apply it more. When your face looks so down, so downcast, and you don't look cheerful because you are going through stuff, you are making the devil happy. You are telling him, ride on. And he rides on. You can keep your communication channel open by remaining prayerful. Jesus did that. You remember the story? Luke chapter, um, uh, chapter 22 is there. But if you look at Mark 14, 34, the Bible says he prayed. He said, my soul is sorrowful unto death, yet I will pray. And Luke now told us that he was praying that prayer and the sweat that was coming from his body was like drops of blood. And then the Bible now says, an angel came and what? And, but he could just sit down and say, this is too terrible for me to bear and start crying. But he didn't do that. And then you can keep your communication channel open by meditating on God's word. It will help you. That was the secret of David. David said, even when I have problems, go and read Psalm 77, you'll understand it better there. He said, even when I have, he said, I looked around, everything is not going well. Problem everywhere. 
Then he said in verse 10, he said, this is my infirmity. I am going to meditate on your works. I am going to look at the things you have done. I will check your word and see how you have moved in time past. When I begin to do that, my eyes go away from the afflictions and my eyes are settled on your word and then I can draw strength from your word and I can overcome it. Number four, if you are going to survive challenging times, you must be determined to triumph. Determination was a great weapon for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were just determined. Daniel 1, the Bible says, Daniel said, I have proposed in my heart that I will not defile myself with the king's It was a determination. And when you listen to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we are not careful, O king Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't even say king. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. To answer you in this matter. The God we serve is able to do what? To deliver us. But in case he decides not to deliver us, we are determined. And nothing can shake us. Hit your fire seven times. It doesn't matter. We are determined to pull through. Praise the name of Jesus. I said sometimes when you lack faith, determination can supply what is lacking in faith. And then faith will now come along when it sees a determined soul. Because when those guys said our God is able to deliver us, that is faith. When they now said if he does not deliver us, that is doubt. So it means it wasn't actually the deliverance wasn't actually the product of their faith because he that asked and doubted will receive nothing. That's what the Bible says. But then there was something that was also working for them. They called the thing determination. That whether we die or not, we will not change our mind. And God said, when I see determined people, I don't leave them to themselves. When I see people, you know, the, not, nothing can stand in the way of a determined soul. Number five. Be conscious of who you are and behave accordingly. Did you see that from all the scriptures? I mean, all the things that he has been saying. But let me add a dimension to it, which is very important. It is good to understand who you are as a child of God. But you must also go beyond that to understand who you are as a servant of God. And behave accordingly. Paul said, I magnify my office. There are certain things that a child of God may do that becomes an anathema for a minister of God to do. It's like I should say to you, act your age. A child of God should not misbehave because he's going through afflictions, much less a minister of God. Because when you misbehave, you disqualify yourself from the grace of God. Look at 2 Corinthians 6. Let me run through very quickly, very quickly, and then I'm going to make a few comments and move to the next one. Chapter 6, 2 Corinthians, from verse 3. To verse 9. It says, giving offense, giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed. On account of you, the ministry should not be what? Should not be blamed. On account of you, God should not be blamed. But in all things, in how many things? 
In all things. In all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in affliction, in necessities, in distresses. What do we do? We approve ourselves as what? As ministers of God. In stripes. <laughs> in imprisonments. In tumults. In labor. These are the challenges we're talking about. Is that not true? Say, but in it, what do we do? We approve ourselves. We show ourselves forth as what? As ministers. In labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the arm of righteousness on the right hand, on the left hand, by honor and dishonor, evil report, good report, as deceivers yet true. As unknown and yet well known. As dying and behold we live. As chastened, not killed. We behave ourselves. Paul wrote to Timothy said that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself as a servant of God in the house of God. So what am I trying to say? As a servant of God, you are an ambassador for Christ. Now, that you're an ambassador does not mean you may not have a time when there is no food to eat. But have you ever seen any ambassador of any nation in his nation of assignment going about begging because he has no food to eat? He would rather die with his hunger. That American ambassador will say there is no food in his house and then he goes around Lagos or Abuja. Say, please, they have not sent our location for this month, please. He will never, he will rather die. Why should lack of money make you a beggar as a servant of God? For whatever reason. Look at me. This is me. I would rather die. Because what you don't understand is that, okay, if, if you sent your son to go to Oru to go and do something, and then he gets there to the person you sent him to and is asking the person for transport money, what does he say about you? It means the man who sent you is so irresponsible that he didn't know he should give you money for transport. That's the meaning. Now, when I, as a servant of God, go begging, what I am saying is this. The God who called me, the God who sent me, is so irresponsible that he didn't know I need money to eat. And some of us don't know that action speaks louder. You don't need to go to people and say, you know, God has been so unfaithful to me. He has not given me money. You don't need to say it. You say it with your action. That's why I, I was lucky. I was blessed. I was lucky. On the day this work was going to start, he told me plainly. He said, you shall not beg. And I had it. And it has been a guiding principle. Beg? No, it's not pride, though. It is just that an ambassador does not beg. It's just an understanding of who you are. That your, your spouse, your wife or your husband is not allowing you to have fun and all of that. Should not turn you into an adulterer. You don't remember who you are. When shall it become that I, with the call of God upon my life, 
will not be joined together with another person. It is just an understanding of who I am. It is not that I am, I am strong. No, it's not strong. I'm not strong. Look at, I'm not strong. But when I remember who I am, I will say to myself, Kinekati shaking you, Kinekati bo. And that understanding of who you are is a deliverance in itself from challenges and the consequences thereof. So what I'm saying is that even in the midst of challenges, carry yourself with dignity. When I didn't have food to eat, people were asking me for money to eat. Why? Because they thought I had money by the way I was carrying myself. And I had nothing. They will come to me and tell me all their problems, expecting that after they are finished talking, I should just put <laughs> a meat that they are talking to. I've not even eaten. I walked one hour from my house to the office and I'm going to be walking back. I don't even know how I will get back home. And they are talking to me, expecting that I should download. One day somebody had to say to one of my sons, say, ah, that your pastor is very, very stingy. <laughs> They didn't know. Number six, if you will survive challenges, if grace will flow for you, you must lead a blameless life. Proverbs 13, 15 says, the way of transgressor is hard. <laughs> the way of transgressor is what? Hard. If you don't want your ways to be hard, what do you do? Live a blameless life. Grace cannot flow where iniquity abounds. Romans 6, 1 and 2 tells us that very clearly. A blameless life is a life of prompt obedience to the instructions and commands that God gives to you. Obedience is actually the proper way to humble yourself before God. Then he gives grace to the humble. Number seven. He mentioned this also, but I want to expand it a little. If you will survive challenging times, you must learn to be a blessing to other people. Now, I will explain how this works. You remember the widow of Zarephath? I mean, what can be more challenging than the period in which she found herself? And the prophet came and he said, give me this. And he said, look, all I have is just this small thing to just make a meal for my son and myself. And then we can eat it and what? And die. And the, the prophet said, grace is available to survive this thing that wants to kill you. So it's like she now said, how do I access that grace? And the prophet said, okay, you be a blessing to somebody else. Is that possible in this condition in which I found myself? He said, you try it. You try it. He said, Really? He said, so how do I do it? He said, okay, you bring me, go, go and do that cooking you want to do, and then bring it to me. Let me eat first. The woman did it. You know the rest of the story. So what saved her? Please listen. What saved her from the challenges of that famine? Was it faith? Was it prayer? Was it fasting? Was it a knowledge of scripture? All that saved her was what? Just being a blessing. 
Now, in that period of famine, I don't know how many people died. I don't know how many women buried their sons. We can only imagine. But her own son died. Her son was having food to eat and died. So what would have happened to sons who didn't have food to eat? Now what was the key to the revival of her son that died? Suppose after giving Elijah food for one week or two weeks or one month, she said, so what would happen when our son now dies? So sometimes our challenges are compounded because we fail to be a blessing. You know, something happened. I'm just going to say it by the way. When Eli and his sons were going to be punished, did you see any priest arise to pray for them? Huh? You know why? They ate alone. So they died alone. Because if some priests were also sharing of the loot, and when they had the judgment of God, what do you think they would do? Huh? They will say, this thing that is coming is also going to come upon us. Let's, you better let's pray so that it doesn't start. But they ate alone. Eating alone is what is making your problems to compound. Liberality in itself is a key to survival. He said it. You have this, you have this, you have this. When we bring it together, we all can survive. Say, God, help me. Say it again. Say, God, help me. In conclusion, I want you to believe that nothing is ordained to stop you. Nothing. Say, nothing is ordained to stop me. Say it. Say it again. Say, nothing is ordained to stop me. Say it one more time. Say, nothing is ordained to put me down. You are ordained of God to triumph in all circumstances. We are more than conquerors through all these things. That's what the Bible says. In this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. Not even death is ordained to stop you. You know how I know that? Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4, he says, Abel, though dead, he still could not be silenced. The man was dead, buried, gone for centuries, but he was still what? Was still speaking. Which is to say that nothing is ordained to what? To stop you. This world will hear your voice. I say your generation will hear your voice. Your generation will hear your voice. Challenges will not overcome you. Problems will not overcome you. Poverty will not overcome you. Affliction will not see the end of you. You will overcome challenges. You will overcome problems because the seed of the overcomer is inside of you. Stand to your feet and give praise to God. You are not meant to be trodden underfoot by the enemy. God's word says he has put Satan under your feet including all the challenges he brings. Give thanks. Just give him thanks and say Lord thank you. Thank you for who you have made me to be Thank you for what you have done for me. 
Thank you for what you are doing right now. Give him praise. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. And now begin to pray and say, Lord, help me to stand where you placed me. Help me to stand where you put me. Just, you have placed me in Christ, help me to stand there. You have placed me as your servant, help me to be conscious of this. Pray, 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 pray. Kata prokesh command. Trada daske de boshki. Brukete ke yababa. Prukepa brugababa. Thank you, Father. There's a song we're going to sing before I leave this place. I don't know again. Well, some should know that one because we still sang it, you know, not too long ago, a few years back. They said, keep me through. Lord Jesus, keep me through. Keep me through. Lord Jesus, keep me through. There's a race that I must run. There's a race that I must run. And there are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. To be true, give me true, Lord, Lord Jesus, see me true. Reverend Mark, where are you? Keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true. There's a race that I must run, and there are victories to be won. Give me power. Every hour to one more time, keep me true, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true. There's a race that I must run, there are victories to be won. Give me power every hour. Lift your two hands to God and say, Lord, I receive help today. I receive help to stand and to overcome. I receive help. Receive help right now in the name of Jesus. Receive help. Receive help. Receive help. Receive help. Receive help. Thank you, Father. Lord, we receive help from you. Except you help us. That man said, help my unbelief. Except you help us. And thank you because the Bible says we can now come boldly to the throne of grace. That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Today we receive help. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you for all you've done for us here today. Let this word stay with us. Let it abide in our hearts. Give us grace to, to walk in the light of this word. In the name of Jesus. 
when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word what a glory he sheds on our way while we do his good will he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey everybody sing and say trust In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I will hear your testimonies. Okay, I say you will hear my testimonies. In Jesus' name. If you are born in the month of October, can you please join me? Please join me. You are born in the month of October. Please. Quickly, 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 quickly. What's up, brother? Yeah. Praise the Lord. If you are born the month of October, the ABL is here to celebrate you, to celebrate the goodness of God upon your life. Ah, uh, 